Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. I am here with Tom Palladino. Today is Tuesday, January the 13th, 2015. And hi, Tom. How have you been? I'm very well. And likewise, oh. I hope you're fine. Uh, I had a cold. I, been, I am like so behind the eight ball with everything right now. Because Are you really? Anyway, yeah. But, Get you know, well. I mean, it's it's life, right? So um, it happens. So anyway, but I mean, you know, that's not a serious thing. It's just annoying. So um, I got an email from you that said you guys are going to be on vacation February 21st through the 28th. Yes, correct. Yep. Are you, going, are you going on a cruise? Antigua. Oh, nice. Okay, yes. that's yes. what you said you thought you were going yeah. to do. Okay. I wanted Good. I wanted to get Nita out of here for a while. She, we're, we're workaholics. You know, we're working six, seven days a week. So, the only way that right. you remedy, the only way you can remedy yeah. that, is getting away out of town and relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Everybody needs a break now and then, right? Yeah, it's it's so. a long. It's long-term overdue, if you will. So right, we're, right. we're looking forward to it. Good, good. Any um, past business we need to take care of as far as chapters or changes? I haven't seen any emails from you in that I, regard. I made a few corrections um, early this morning, and and um, hopefully I'll get on the stick in the next two weeks <laughs> and, and just make a few corrections here and there. I'd, I'd like to ask you this. At the very end... Um, I would like to spend maybe a week or two just going over the book, um, and and before it goes to print, I'd, I'd like to read the whole thing again and just make a few corrections. In other words, yeah, I'm in yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. I'm in know? no hurry to get this to print. Um, I right. want it done right, and the reason being, I a lot of people are going to read this, and I don't want to lead anybody astray. I don't want anything out of out of order. So that that will be on me come April and May. You know, if if we don't go to print until June, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, um, there's no rush. I, I don't believe in rushing anything. Right. Right. Well, you know, and the thing is, is since we've been working together, you you've got a lot more progress on it than you had before, right? Exactly. Thank you. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, now it's the now that it is a new year, and I've I've delegated some authority and, and positions on my staff. I have time is freeing up, if you will, and hopefully in February I can really dig into the book and make those necessary um, corrections and just reword a few things because I, I want this, again, to be perfect. I am sure this will be read by millions of people. Right. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. doing great. You're doing great. I mean, it's you're, you're already an expert in scalar energy. I'm getting closer to it, aren't I? It's it's really simple, isn't it? People make it so difficult. It's it's not. Right. It's not. Right. I mean, the math is difficult. I can't say I'm a, I'm a mathematician, by the way. But if, if you yeah. understand it conceptually, well, you, you have do expertise. You, do you? Um, thank you. Do you want to address the math in the book, or is that no. too complicated? No. It. Well. There is one simple um, equation that I might put forth, um, but I'll, I'll wait a couple of weeks and deliberate on that. I, I want to keep it pretty simple. Okay. Probably okay. not. So what burning desires do you have to talk about today regarding <laughs> scalar energy and where we're at with it and everything? Okay. Well, let's look towards the future. Um Everything today that's being accomplished by electricity or coal or oil or nuclear power eventually will be replaced by scalar energy. Scalar energy will be the preferred energy. And and why do I say that? Well, immediately, it's 
an infinite supply. There's no scarcity of scalar energy. There's no scarcity. It's, it's an infinite energy. So anytime you have anything that's infinite in supply versus something that that is finite in supply, there's superiority to that. And, I mean, it, it, we can just look at the dynamic recently as to what has happened now that there is a great deal of oil production here domestically. Yes. Well, the price of oil is just falling. Plummeting. Through, uh, plummeting, exactly. It's hitting the basement. It's, it's <laughs> below $50 a barrel. I never thought I'd see that again in in uh, in years. And here it is, right? You know, the gas station had a, a buck ninety-eight a gallon for gas. Yeah, I paid two oh nine yesterday. That's just incredible. I know. Well, it it goes to show you just if you if you change the the rules, if you change the um, the economic landscape just a little bit. Well, in this case, there, there's a great deal of fracking and domestic oil production, and um, we have learned to to wean ourselves off of imported oil. Anyway, the long and short of it is um, you see a dramatic change, a shift in society. Well, scalar energy will be even a more dramatic shift in society. I have um, been told, as I've mentioned, the Blessed Virgin Mary would like me to illuminate her building in Clearwater, Florida, and I'd like you to include that in the book. What, What is the building called? It's. It used to be a former bank building, um, okay. and and it was taken over by a, a Catholic group called by the name of the Shepherds Shepherds of Christ, and this group simply has purchased the building and they have a bookstore inside and they they um they've been told to hold on to the building to secure the building. Anyway, mm-hmm. the long and short of it is this: the, um, that that building will be a demonstration, a public demonstration that scalar energy can be used to illuminate objects. And the Blessed Mother has asked me repeatedly to illuminate her building with uh, the scalar energy instrument. Well, not only will I be able to illuminate one building, but imagine this. All I need is a photograph in order to illuminate a building. I'll be able to illuminate 10,000 buildings. So one scalar energy instrument could provide illumination for an entire city, for an entire like the, for an entire country, actually. Like the scalar energy instrument you showed me? Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. So in other words, I am illuminating light bulbs locally. But in the future, God will give me the, the wisdom to send that energy over a long distance. So I'll be able to illuminate light bulbs at a distance. Well, imagine what that means. It, we don't need telephone poles or satellites or cable or substations, or transformers, or relay switches, or etc. We don't need wall outlets. It's wireless transmission of energy. The best way we can look at that is we have wireless transmission for cell phones. Well, look how easy it is to, to transfer a message by way of a cell phone, and you don't need telephone wires. Remember, you've seen those photographs. When telephone first came into vogue, and we saw photographs of places like New York City and Chicago where there were telephone wires everywhere. Right. Well, that's a mess. In the early 1900s. Yes, that was just a mess. Well, today we have wireless transmission of of telephone um, communication. We don't need wires, and that's where we're going eventually with electricity. We'll have a... what would it be like in the average home? You know, like I'm looking from my office down the hall towards the living room and there's a lamp there. And it's yeah. not on right now right. because there's nobody in there, you know. I'm the only person at home. I'm in my office, so I have a lamp on in the office and my laptop on and everything. There'd be, would it be on all the time or it, it would be a self it would be a self-contained unit. In other words, your your lamp would be a scalar energy-powered lamp, and you would simply turn it on and off, just like electricity. So mm-hmm. you, we're, we're simply supplanting electricity for scalar. 
Um, Tesla achieved that. He achieved that in Colorado Springs during his experiments. That was rather routine with Nikola Tesla. Sadly, we've lost And it never genius. runs out. I never have to replace it like I replace batteries, Correct. like I replace light bulbs or batteries. Exactly. That's the beauty, Denise. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. Now, my scalar energy instrument, there's no moving parts. That's very important. Why? It's not a mechanical instrument. It's a light instrument. If you're moving, if there's any movement, it's friction. Well, friction essentially entails entropy, a weakening of the system. I don't have any moving parts. Why? It's a scalar energy instrument. It's a light instrument. It's not a mechanical instrument. And that's the beauty of what we're doing. There's no pulleys. There's no... Um, there's no movement in the instrument whatsoever. It's a motionless instrument. It's very much like the Ark of the Covenant. The movement is scalar energy. Now, you, you could look at some instruments like a car. Well, you obviously have an axle. You have something that moves. And in turn, that axle will, will allow the car to move, allow the wheels to spin. Well... That's fine and dandy, but scalar energy, the movement is the energy itself. There are no physical moving parts. We, that's simply all we have to get used to. The movement is energy. Scalar energy is the animating force, not an axle or a pulley or anything like that. So let's see, like most homes, I also have a stove and a refrigerator in my kitchen, right, and a microwave yes. and a dishwasher and everything. Yeah. And those would be powered with scalar energy as well? That's correct. That's correct. So instead of just having wireless energy transference for your cell phone, you know, cell phones are wonderful. They're not bound to any specific geographical location or physical spot. Everything in your house would be like a cell phone. You could turn it on and off as you will. And um, those appliances in your home would simply use scalar energy, not electricity. Very doable, very tenable. That day is coming. Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. You know, when you when you bring it down to like the household, you know, like what people deal with on a day to day basis, then you know it's it's something that becomes very understandable and approachable. It is, and that's what we want. You know, this this should not be airy fairy. This should not be too difficult for people to digest. Right. Once people get it, you know, I use these analogies so often, such as a cell phone. People can relate to that. In other words, if you have a wireless transmission of energy, you're using your cell phone. Well, that's simple. And then people say, well, how do you find people in a photograph? I say, well, it's the same way your cell phone finds somebody else. It's just energy recognition. It's, you're sending out a light source, and that light source looks for that uh, a light source that's been identified, which is a phone number. It's that well, that's simple. Like, that's kind of like Bluetooth in a way. Yeah, or you GPS. Know, or GPS. Um, my laptop is, you know, wireless um, connection to the Internet, but, you know, but the battery yeah. only lasts a few hours, you know. So, um, okay. And then you were mentioning cars, right? Yes. You know, cars would run by scalar energy, so no engines inside yeah, cars. Apparently, Tesla had achieved that. He, there was a car by the name of Pierce Arrow. And he right, was, uh, I remember that. He was experimenting with that in New York. And apparently, he was one day he was driving around with his nephew in this car, Pierce Arrow. And his nephew said, you see, we don't have a motor. M meaning what? Well, the motor is scalar energy. And purportedly, this car was silent. When Tesla was driving around in Pierce Arrow, you could not hear the motor. Why? There is no motor, per se. The motor is scalar energy. So Tesla right. developed, he probably, I wasn't there, obviously, he probably developed a scalar energy car. And that car um, was very efficient. It could achieve a high, apparently it traveled up to 90 miles an hour, which is pretty good in, in, back in those days. And it had no emission. Why? Well, it wasn't powered by coal or electricity or, or obviously it wasn't gasoline. powered by gas. Right. It, it was a scalar energy car. Right. So, um, 
you can there are Tesla cars that can be purchased now. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're not run by scalar energy. No, I'm no. assuming it's a regular, you know, piston driven type engine. Yeah, it's it's an electromagnetic car. You know, they they, they doom the man homage by using his name, but test a lot of people obviously don't realize we have this insight, Denise. Tesla had two careers. The first part of Tesla's life he worked with electricity. The latter part of his life he worked with scalar energy, and a lot of people still don't get that. He really his life was really divided in two, into two different studies. AC electricity, the first part, and the latter part of his life he developed almost exclusively he he dedicated his life almost exclusively to scalar energy research right right how would um this scalar energy world um impact our economy more profoundly than the precipitous drop of oil that we've seen in the past two months more profoundly scalar energy will end the monopolies Scalar energy will put an end to, to the role of monopoly. and Standard Oil and British Petroleum yeah. and all that. Yes. Once scalar energy comes into vogue, we will not have the oil companies um, to the extent that we have them. Most of those companies will go bankrupt. Um, we, people will see that there's a better way of doing things. You, you could see how this, this precipitous drop in the price of oil has already hurt the profits of energy stocks. Um, there was a sell-off on Wall Street a couple weeks ago simply because the energy stocks took a hit. Well, right. un- understandably, and you know, nobody wants to own an energy stock when oil's at $50 a barrel. Right. Um, there's other repercussions, and I won't get into it now in, in length, but I see uh, a disruption in the Mideast in the next year or two. They're going bankrupt. Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Yemen, all the oil exporting countries, Qatar. yeah, they're bankrupt. Today, as of today, they're bankrupt. You can quote me on that. January 13th, 2015, whether those countries realize it, they are bankrupt. If oil stays below $60 a barrel, they, they are bankrupt, and they'll have to have a new economy. Their existing economy is bankrupt. Let me put it to you that way. Well, because they're a you know, one-trick pony, I mean, exactly. that's their whole economy is they're not diversified exactly we knew that day was coming it's sort of like what happened to the steel mills when the steel mills left ohio and pennsylvania right right it was a it was a debacle it was a depression right um how how do you feel scalar energy will impact you know i said the economy things like jobs will it create jobs will it I mean, it obviously, will, will if the jobs. oil companies go bankrupt, those are jobs that are lost. Right. But, but the, how will But the creation, create? the creation of new jobs, because it will be cheaper, less expensive to conduct business, and will, people will have greater discretionary income. So instead of um, – the problem with um, the present paradigm, it's consumptive energy. It's consumptive it's consuming our goods and services, whereas people like Apple are producing goods and services, are creating goods and services. Now, think of that, Denise. Every dollar spent on oil, it, you burn it up. You burn it up. It's not necessarily a creative economy, whereas computers and technology, that's creative. Right. And that, that begets more money and more work and and greater technology and a greater reach. If you're consuming all of your time, effort, money, et cetera, into energy, that's consuming your wealth. And that's not going to create wealth. That consumes wealth. So it, I, I look at the computer industry per se. Look at all the good that's come out of computers and how computers are a productive um, industry, how they – computers add jobs. Computers beget growth. Computers lend themselves to technology, whereas oil companies, they simply consume our money. It's not productive. Right. It's not productive. Right. Mm. Okay. So you see an increase in technology jobs. Yeah, I do, very much so. 
Put it to you this way. If mom and dad have to spend 15% of their income simply on heating their house and and driving around and filling the car up with a tank of gas, as opposed to 7% of their income, well, that extra savings of 7 or 8%, they're going to put to a college education. They're going to put to improving their home. They're going to put that 7 or 8% into the bank. So yeah. we're obviously saving money and we're more productive with it, rather than just giving it to the, to the Rockefellers so that they can enrich themselves. Right. So in places like West Virginia, you know, which is the heart of the coal industry in the U.S., um, those jobs being lost would be, you know, a significant blow to that economy. Yes, it would. They have to change, just like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, thankfully, has reinvented itself. Pittsburgh, their technology has gone into Pittsburgh. Actually, Pittsburgh is a nice place to live now. The steel mills have left, but technology, and, and actually they have an outstanding uh, medical community there. That, that new paradigm has replaced um, oil, excuse me, coal and steel. Um, and God bless them for doing that. They needed to make that transition, and they have. There's they a have. new oil economy that's springing up very, very fast. Of course, it happened in Alaska in the last 20, 30 years, but now in the Dakotas. I can't remember if it's South Dakota or North Dakota. But, I mean, it's like just springing up really, really fast, and yet the prices of oil is plummeting right now. Um, that, that area could end up to be like the newest ghost town. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. A, a lot of the – I've heard that say um, – um, I've I've heard it said that even fracking industries are being hurt by this downturn because they can't get so much money for the oil for a gallon of gas. Um, so where where oil finally finds itself, it's hard to say, but it's 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 never going to be at eighty ninety dollars a barrel. I doubt it. Really, you think it's this low? Yeah. Um, price is, is a permanent thing? I, I do. I, I won't say $50 a barrel, but there's just too much competition now. It's right. just, you know, the fracking has really cut into um, um, oil exporting companies, countries. Um, right. I, I really, right. I, frankly, I, I, I'm not going to, I don't want you to put this in the book, but I see revolution throughout the Mideast. They're bankrupt. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, They're if bankrupt. they lose yeah, if they lose their source of income, like, okay, where do these people go? And that's a little scary when we think about the Middle East, you know? Right, right. Yeah, they're, they're going to be bankrupt. They are bankrupt as of today. Uh, imagine right. this. Imagine this. You have a restaurant, and you charge, uh, on average, $22 an entree, and, and you make money at that. And then somebody comes along and says, okay, you only can charge now $13 an entree. You're going to close as a restaurant. Your fixed costs are just going to eat you up. Well, right. Uh, I see instability out of the Mideast arising from all of this. It, it's pretty much a cause and effect relationship. This, to me, this is not a profound prediction on my part. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I agree with you because, um, you know, it's interesting that we're not hearing a whole lot about it on the news right now. It's like everything at the moment is all about what happened in Paris last week. Right, right. You know, but that impact of, you know, we're noticing oil prices going down and, you know, they have paid lip service to the fact that it's gone down, but not the long-range impact of it. I I really think the powers that be are absolutely falling out of bed over this, Denise. I'm sure the, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are scratching their heads and saying, well... That's that. You know, there's there's just too much competition. What are you what are you going to do? They they had a monopoly. That that monopoly is is over. Right. Where, do you see scalar energy as a you know common everyday energy source in our lifetime? Yes, God has promised me that. One of the things God has mentioned to me, he, this world is for everybody, and He is so angry that the few have. Um, 
monopolize the resources. I want you to put this in the book. God is so angry that that the elite have monopolized the resources, that the elite has controlled um, God's earth and God's bounty for themselves. They're so selfish and greedy. God is so incensed that he is now going to humble them. And one of the main ways God will humble them is the advent of scalar energy. Scalar energy will serve to to equalize. It's the great liberator. Scalar energy will will cause another precipitous drop in the price of oil, as well as other industries. Now imagine if you're a pharmaceutical company and lo and behold you hear of a an inventor, Tom Palladino, who can cure twenty, thirty, fifty thousand people a day of hepatitis or AIDS. Right? Well, that that goes your mar- There's your market share. You you could easily lose a a third of a million people a week to me and what I'm doing, and they will eventually. Their market share will be will be cut into by what we're doing. If I can cure a hundred thousand people a day of AIDS or hepatitis, well, then it's just a matter of a year or so before you cure half the world of AIDS or hepatitis. So where does the market share go? Well, you've you've taken away 50% of their market share in one year. Mm-hmm. I, what what you're talking about really is a massive and global redistribution yes. of wealth. It is. Thank you. That's what this is. Put that in the book. And I will. That's what, that's, that's what Jesus wants. Jesus wants everybody to enjoy the the his his world. It, it, everybody inherits the world, not just the, not just the Rothschilds or the Illuminati. Put that in there. And that scalar energy is a redistribution of God's wealth to everybody. Everybody is going to have a participation in the world's wealth. When I speak to the mystics, they tell me, Tom, what God has shown us is so incredible. It's so big. It's so grand. This is an incredible divine plan. And put that in the book too. What God has shown me is just incredible. It's a it is the master plan. I'm gonna quote. This is quote master plan. The master plan, unquote. So when you say the mystics, which of course you've referred to in our conversations before, mm-hmm. are you talking about living mystics or yeah, living mystics, people who are who are providing me messages from from God. Okay. Yep. All right. And and they see it as well. Yes, they see. They they've been shown visions. They've been shown visions. For instance, the the aspect of illuminating the image of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Florida on the bank building. Well, one of the mystics was taken up um, um, in the sky, almost as a as a bird's eye view, and she was shown this this bank building illuminated from perhaps an altitude of. 30,000 feet, almost as if you would see it in a plane. In in an airplane. Yeah, and the mystic said the building was so bright you could see it from a plane. Wow. It was brilliant. And put that in the book. The illumination of the Blessed Virgin Mary's image in Clearwater, Florida will be so brilliant you'll be able to see it from a jet airliner. Wow. Any, Any mystics that we can name? In your book? No, no, the mystics want to remain anonymous, and that's why they're true mystics. They don't look for publicity. Okay. They they shun publicity. Okay. All right. And are they in the U.S.? I can't say. You can't say. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it's really what you're talking about. I mean, I said massive redistribution of wealth. Yeah. But it's also massive redistribution of of resources, of jobs. Yeah. Um, it will be for people who are part of the old paradigm, i.e. the energy systems and healthcare systems, you know, which when you think about it, that's two of our biggest industries, aren't they? Exactly, Denise. Healthcare exactly. and energy. Exactly, Denise. Exactly. God, this is why God has given me put this in the book. 
the reason why God has given Tom thousands upon thousands of messages regarding scalar energy is that God is about to transform the face of the earth with this divine power. It's not about lighting up light bulbs in my laboratory, obviously. Once we start using scalar energy, it's finished, Denise. And here's the analogy for you. In other words, game over for the existing paradigm. Here's the analogy. Moses and the Israelites had the Ark of the Covenant. And when the story goes, and when they left Egypt, they took the Ark of the Covenant with them. So to speak, so to speak. In other words, in other words, now I don't know if that's literally true, but in other words, Egypt was bankrupt. Once once God liberated Moses and the Israelites, they were no longer under bondage. The Egyptians could not support themselves. It was a slave system. You, right. you take away the slaves on a plantation, the plantation owner is bankrupt. Right. You take right. Away, They're operating with free labor. Exactly. You take away the oil revenue from the Mideast, they're bankrupt. We were in slavery to the Mideast. To all yes. of those, so at the, one point in time, 70% of our oil came from the Middle East. Yeah, right. The last statistic I heard is it was somewhere in the ballpark of 20%, but that was you know, a couple of years ago. And I think it's less now. Yeah, yeah. And so that, par- that paradigm is coming to an end. It, not only with oil, but eventually with scalar energy, it will absolutely upend the Illuminati. They'll no longer have their um, financial control over us. They might still control the media, but their kingdom is coming to an end. Just as when Moses and the Israelites left Egypt... It bankrupted Egypt. Well, right. once we once we put into place scalar energy, it will bankrupt the modern-day Egypt. What God has done in the Old Testament, he's going to do now in the New Testament. We're about to bankrupt the corrupt world. It's finished, Denise. That's where this is leading to. Wow. And I get to hear it from you <laughs> and write about it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, now, one of the... Let me interject. This is why I want to go over the book so carefully and so of course. because if one if 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 I miss something, then people are going to get the wrong impression. This book will be read by millions. So, uh, if, if when we come to that point in April and May, just we'll just slow down. Um, I'm going to pay you a little bit of extra money because this will take a little bit of extra fine tuning. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, sweetie. Okay, all right. Maybe I should come to Florida for a couple of days and go over it, you know. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome to, to come to our house. You're welcome. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it more you're as welcome. we as we get closer, you know. Okay. So um, one of the things that you always said is that, you know, Earth was a mirror image of heaven, except we couldn't see the face of God the beatific vision, and God wants to return it to that. So in our scalar energy world, do we begin returning to that, um, including the possibility of gold floor and crystal crystal quartz walls? Yes, God God wants to reinstate the divine will. That's what this is all about. God wants us to be once again perfect. This world is an insult to God. God never wanted it this way. This world is a consequence of sin. It's, it's the consequence of man's fallen nature. Once we go back to the divine will, we will live in a perfect scalar energy environment. That's one of the gifts. And we will be perfect like Adam and Eve were once perfect. This man, man has, we're so off the mark. We're, this is not the divine plan. This is Satan's plan. What's going on today is Satan's plan. It's not God's plan. So scalar energy will be the perfect environment and as we've discussed, when you're living in a perfect scalar energy environment, <clears throat> you are a super genius. You're very happy. Disease is impossible. You cannot age. There is no death. You're always able to create. 
God can easily download information into your mind. On account of the fact that you're united with God, you're holy. There will be no addictions. Alcohol and drug addiction are impossible in a perfect scalar energy environment. You cannot become addicted to anything if you live in a perfect scalar energy environment. Might change Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and once people Whoa. see this more sublime way of living, a lot of people are going to say goodbye to their past way of living, which right. is their decadent, sinful lifestyle. A lot of people say, you know, I was, I, I was foolish to drink so much or, or to waste my life watching TV. Or gambling or whatever it may be. Do you see outward signs? I know you're getting messages from God and the Blessed Virgin Mary on a regular basis. Do you see outward signs in people that there are people who are starting to get it yes. on some level? Yes. Some of the people call into my um, radio shows and they'll say, Tom, this is incredible. This all is starting to make sense. And the reason it makes sense, Denise, is exactly the emphasis of our book. We're boiling the book down into simple terms. We're boiling it down into understandable, tenable, germane terms and conditions. That's what people want to hear. They, they don't want to look at a blackboard explanation of, of mathematical formulas. Mathematical formulas. It, it, to them, it's just like, what the heck are you guys doing? Right. <laughs> right. Right, right. So okay. So you're you're getting uh increasing awareness through the radio shows that you're doing. Yeah. You know? Do you see people making changes to their life or their thoughts or yeah. how they are um experiencing, you know, the world around them and connecting with God differently? Yes. And that's what's so encouraging to us, yes, to answer that question. People are changing their lifestyle. People are changing the way the way they think of themselves. We are seeing people who who have really come out of a decadent lifestyle and into the light. I've had so many people tell me, well, I'm no longer doing the things I used to do. And a lot of those are phobias, or a lot of those are simply addictions that they were um, inclined towards. I've had even people tell me that they no longer have to take the psychiatric uh, medicine that they once had to take. This is wonderful. That's big. It, it really is. It really is. Hmm. You know, I was, um, I, I was um, in the Bay Area this past weekend. If I had known I was going to be sick, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, it was scheduled like way back in November. But anyway, on my way home, I find someone leaves a copy of a New York Times article in the um, pocket, you know, in the in the airplane seat, right? Yeah. And it was a New York Times article about how an entire class of drugs called biologics mm-hmm. has has now been open. They've never been um, permitted to create less expensive like generic versions because the drug companies convinced the FDA that these drugs were so complex there was no way they could, you know, create simpler, less expensive versions of it. Well, the FDA has now opened that up, you know, for them to do that. And some of the really, really expensive drugs could, they said on average it would lower prices by about a third, but they said in some cases realistic it'll lower prices of these drugs by up to 90 percent yeah yeah it's amazing what went on you know if you get a patent on a drug you can charge whatever you want for it right and and we've seen that well that's the profit motive behind pharmaceutical companies um you know I, i i don't begrudge anybody for making a living but you know sooner or later you have to have a moral compass and sooner or later you have to say well am i just doing this for my benefit to be greedy or am I really trying to help people? And, and that's a case-by-case scenario. I won't make blanket statements. Uh, you can put this in the book. Pharmaceutical, food, pharmaceutical products, drugs, have, have saved lives and have reduced human suffering. 
I'm not afraid to make that comment. Right. But I'll also say that the overprescription of pharmaceutical products has indeed harmed human health. So everything, you, you have to look at, obviously, matters pragmatically. I'm not against pharmaceutical products. That's, that's the best we could do at some time in our lives. I think we have a better way now with scalar energy. Right. But the need for any of those drugs at all will be eliminated with scalar energy. I mean, you're proving it right now. I am. Essentially, at least the germ, the, the, the drugs that are geared, that are focused on germ eradication, that, that, will, that market will be eliminated, plain and simple. Anybody who has an antiviral, for instance, anybody who is marketing an antiviral drug against HIV infection, you will be out of business within the next one to two years because scalar energy can easily break apart the HIV virus, disassemble it, eradicate it, and hence you don't have a need for any type of treatment for HIV infection. You no longer have the virus. Hence, you don't need any type of pharmaceutical product. You can put that in the book. Have you started treating people with HIV? Yes, I'm having great results, yeah. Wow. Because when we started working with you said, I think I can do it. And now, only a couple months later, you're saying, yep, it's working. It is. And the reason I'm so emboldened is I'm getting great results now. People, I always knew it would work, but I, I had to su- suspend my elation and my positive thoughts until the scientific test corroborated what I theorized and what I've been told. Well, I'm finally getting scientific tests. The DNA tests are coming in. I just got one. Uh, received a DNA test from somebody who had herpes for over 30 years. There's no sign of the herpes virus anymore in the body. So one test after another are now substantiating that this indeed is true. It's real. I'm able to easily disassemble viruses. So, okay. So are you getting that with AIDS patients? I mean, herpes, I know, is that? Yes. To answer your question, yes. I've had some people have told me that they've gone to the a medical lab, and that their PCR tests have come back negative, no detectable viral load of the HIV virus. Okay. You know, um, when AIDS first, you know, burst upon the scene, so to speak, in the mid-'80s, um, there were a lot of people who said, well, this is God's punishment for being gay and all this. Well, obviously, if scalar energy works on that, that's not true. God never intended to publish punish anyone for being, you know, gay. What what God has told me, and please put this in the book, the HIV virus is a man made virus. A man made virus. Yes. The HIV yeah. virus is a man made virus. The purpose of the HIV virus is to reduce the world population. Secondly, the Illuminati has always wanted to limit the number of people. One of the ways that the Illuminati is eliminating the world population is by germ warfare, by creating man-made germs. In this case, the HIV virus is a man-made germ, and the purpose of the HIV virus is to reduce the world population. So HIV if I recall correctly, started in Africa. It's, yeah, it started in a laboratory. I believe they wanted to infect the Afrikaners first because on account of the fact that the Illuminati has a special hatred towards blacks. And yeah, I want you to put that in the book. And this is what has been revealed to me by God. There's not one black family in the Illuminati. Right, you've told me that. There's 50 families in the Illuminati. Some are Asian. (laughs) Most are European. There's not one black family in the Illuminati. The Illuminati considers blacks to be inferior. The Illuminati wants to eliminate um, as many black people as possible. Is Ebola a man-made created virus as well? I mean, here it started in the same part of the world, right? Yes, yes, exactly. It is a man-made virus, yes. Wow. So someone had to create a virus to kill off people. Yes, yes. And and this has always been their plan. 
This is how they quietly go about reducing the world population, and nobody suspects them. You know, these these viruses are emerging viruses. We did, we never heard of um, the HIV virus or the Ebola virus 50 years ago because we did not have the technology to develop those viruses. You can put that in the book. 50 years ago, we did not have, or maybe six, eight, 60, 60 years ago, we did not have the technology to bioengineer viruses. As of recently, yes, we have the ability to bioengineer viruses. Wow. That's That's crazy stuff. You know, every year, or almost every year, there's a new flu virus that comes out, you know, the H1N1 virus or the SARS virus or whatever. You know, and there's all these warnings, it's going to be this horrible thing, you know. And and some years it's worse than others. SARS turned out to be kind of a big um, much ado about nothing, you know, Um, whereas H1N1 turned out to be pretty damaging. Are those man-made viruses as well? Yes, yes. All of these new and emerging viruses, SARS was never around before. HIV virus was never around before. Um, Ebola virus was never around before. Um, a lot of these, told, the, like the bird told, flu, the swine flu virus, they are right, manufactured. Right. right. What we're told is that these things are mutating and getting to where um, they're stronger than, you know, say the antibiotic drugs that, you know, we typically treat them with. Um, and you're saying someone's in a laboratory somewhere creating this stuff. That, that's correct. That's correct. And releasing it. That's correct. Um, and, and that's true and accurate. And this is what God has been revealing to me. This, this is the diabolical plan of the Illuminati. Um, it's been purported that they, the Illuminati wants to reduce the world population to half a billion people. Because you can control the world if there's fewer people. Sure. This, by, the, by the way, this happened in Egypt. There was too many Israelites. So what did what did uh, what did um, uh, the Pharaoh do? He 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 drove those people into subjugation, and by slave labor he killed them. And then ultimately, after that, they they started to execute the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted to reduce the population of the Israelites. When there's too many people, you can't control them. Mm. Wow, this is bombshell stuff. It, it is, Denise, and that's why this book is going to, we will sell tens of millions of copies. Well scalar, and, well, well, scalar Energy will be able to control this, will be able, because these viruses can be so quickly eliminated, exactly. right? So it'll no longer have the impact that it once had. Correct. We We are, by the way, I just heard, to add to that, yes, you're correct. And to that, to add to that, I understand that the Ebola outbreak in Liberia is now being cur- curtailed. Why? Well, in part because of the great work that they're doing. But secondly, I am secretly treating Liberians. On a- any given day, somebody will send me uh, 500 to 1,000 Liberians to treat. I'm treating those people on a constant basis now. On any given day, no wonder dear, you need that trip to Antigua. <laughs> yeah, on any given day, presently now, on any given day, I am probably treating at least three hundred to four hundred thousand people a day. Wow, many of them that's are gone Africa. up. That's gone up significantly since we started working yes. together as well. Exactly, Denise, because this is starting to multiply. This is starting to spread like wildfire. Remember that prediction the Blessed Mother gave. My healing ministry will spread like wildfire. Once this catches on, it won't. It will be un, unstoppable. Do you think the fact that you're writing the book, the actual act of speaking it and getting it out and seeing the words down on paper and preparing for it to be published, has anything to do with the spread of it? Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sure this book will help a lot. Because some people literally have to sit down with reading material and then meditate and pray upon it. And it, this is helping formulate my thoughts. Patricia was smart to, to induce me to do this. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very smart. So anyway, good. So it's we're we're looking at an entirely new world. Thank you. That's where we're going. We're, we're looking. Heaven is about to restore it on earth. If you look at the Our Father, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. So what does that mean? Well, that doesn't. That's just not taken in, in a theological context. Um, it it also has to be taken in the context that we will be physically living heaven on earth, intellectually, emotionally. People shy away from religion because they think it's a burden. It's just the opposite. Religion, well, God's grace lifts the burden. Faith. 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 You know, I've always seen, since I was a kid, I've always seen a vast difference between religion and faith, you know. So, anyway, well, this is going to be a fun chapter to write. Okay, we're just just to put this into context, we'll, we're going to go about this on a, a measured course. Um, if we're if we're going to finish up by mid-April, then we'll, I'll go over the notes and I'll make corrections between now and then. And then I want to look at the the, the final draft and make maybe a few other corrections um, in May. And then maybe late May, you come out here and you spend a couple days with us. We'll fly you out. <laughs> I I have plans to go to um the week after Memorial Day I have plans to go to New York for a few days so maybe I could build it around either like just before that or just after that or okay. something something like that. I haven't I haven't booked a flight yet but it's looking like that's going to get that's going to happen within the next couple weeks. Okay. So if if we can do it fine otherwise we'll We'll do it on the second book because I'm sure there will be a sequel. Right, right. Okay, okay. Good, good, good. We'll wrap it up for today. That's that's plenty of material. It's, well, it's lots. It's lots. So I, I anyway, it is good luck. That's why I'm saying, you know, not to be cute with you. Good luck. How you're going to weave all of this into a into a um, digestible? Um, <laughs> oh, you're always cute with me. <laughs> So, anyway, all right. All right, I will uh, talk to you soon. Okay. You uh, set the date. Just send me an email as to when our next appointment will be. And okay. I'll, and I'll say either yeah or nay, and we're, we're looking good. Okay, that sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your day, okay? I'm going to. God bless you, sweetie. Thanks. All right. God bless you as well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.